Hi all and welcome to episode 25 of What Cause Inspires You. I am your host Alina and today I have with me Sachi Bajaj. Alicia Gupta, my friend and fellow Humanity Rising Ambassador, launched the What Causes Inspires You podcast as a way for students to share the service they're doing in their communities. We encourage youth who are making a change to improve the world to speak up about their stories and become a leader in the movement. Sachi Bajaj, the founder of Me Too You Foundation, is a senior at the Harker School in San Jose, California, and holds an avid passion for environmentalism. After being heavily involved with her school's green team, she decided to expand her community impact alongside other dedicated youth through creating Me Too You, an organization with both environmental and humanitarian goals. Led by hundreds of environmentalists, Me Too You has redistributed thousands of excess items and meals to underserved communities and now is operating in 27 plus countries across five continents. We are recording this presentation and it will be posted shortly on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Music. Be sure to check out www.humanityrising.org and sign up for a newsletter to keep updated with all the podcast links. Sachi, it's so exciting to have you here with us today. Sachi is actually a local, so to anyone listening from California, there's your shout out. But are you ready to get started? I am ready to get started and super happy to be here, so thank you. Well, I know um, Me Too You, I think it's a great foundation and organization. However, I would love to know what was the triggering element that caused your environmental activism to begin? Yeah, for sure. So it really started in freshman year of high school when obviously, I think a lot of ninth graders can relate to this, you're offered a plethora of clubs to join and you don't know where to start. So I was part of that group. I joined a bunch of clubs without much thought of it, like specifically for the green team. It wasn't that I had much knowledge about the environment. I just joined because they were they seemed like a really enthusiastic group and I just put my email in there. So one day I just stopped by at a, me a meeting. Again, no expectations, no personal interest in the environment beforehand. It was just, I was just going to the meeting. But after I went, came out of that meeting, that's really where the trig triggering element was because in the very first meeting that they held, they were covering so many topics. It wasn't like a normal club that I, another clubs that I went to where, you know, they just talk about some general stuff that this is what we're going to do. And it, and it would just felt like bland. It just felt like it wasn't too much that members can do. But the green team, it involved everyone. And it just showed me how our planet is not in the best state. Like, I felt like I was ignorant before, before I even came to this green team meeting, because I didn't know much. And just from the first meeting, I learned so much and just seeing how passionate people were around me that that passion spread. So that's when I got really interested in it. And from then on, I was like, you know what, I want to be a part of this. And I want to be a part of a group that's really making change. And that's what the green team did. So starting off with the green team, that was really where my environmentalism started. Well, yeah, that's great. That sounds, so green team was definitely where that whole inspiration for environmental activism began. But then what led you to start the Me Too You Foundation? Yeah, so basically I get this question quite often actually, because in the green team, like as I was telling you, just, it's just a really, a really passionate group. So we make a lot of differences, whether that's multiple anti-plastic campaigns, like creating a boba jar and selling all these boba jars on campus to reduce single-use plastic through bobas or sterilizing bottles from the lost and found for reuse or meat reductions or campus climate strikes or um, um, 
Earth Day webinars. It's that we're always looking to work with the administration. We're always looking to work with students because this is the community that we want to make a difference in. And that was really great. I was really content with all the changes we were making. But just one thing bothered me was that only five environmentalists, which was our green team officer team, right? We were making such a big difference. And it wasn't like we were given a platter of resources to make that difference. It just came from the passion. It just came from that mindset. So if five environmentalists could make that much of a difference in one community, then what's stopping me to replicate that change? Because all the change that we're doing is centered around, you know, one school in one city, in one state, in one country. You get the point, right? So it's just the idea that why stop here? Why constrict my um, impact? So that's why I wanted to move on another scale. That's why I wanted to move on a separate scale because also with the green team, we were targeting very specific problems. Like for a lot of the time we're doing plastic. So then I moved to another problem that I saw literally on campus, which was food waste. You can see that right from the trash can at any school, you see so much food waste. And it's not just food waste. And I'll talk more about that as we progress with the questions. But there's that whole idea of how, you know, this is where I'm going to start. I'm gonna, I saw a problem and I was like, I'm going to target this and let's just see how that goes. Right. That's great. That's so inspiring. I know these past few months, we've obviously been in a pandemic. And I was just wanting to ask you how COVID-19 has been a time for acceleration for you um, so with like the runs and the expansions or has it kind of affected me to use foundation movement in the more uh, like less expanding direction yeah it's actually pretty crazy because normally if you um, ask anyone how how have things been like COVID-19 obviously has been a hard time but it's been, I'm really grateful about it, for it, but it's been actually really like interesting how it worked out for the Me Too Foundation because like our time of growth has been during COVID-19. Our biggest time of growth has been during COVID-19. And I'll tell you about it through the runs and as you all saw through the video. So first thing was the runs. We had to adjust with that. So we couldn't, you know, do with restaurants because the restaurants already were struggling and now there's COVID-19, so no one wants to take that risk. So now I really centered on the other types of waste clothes, books, toys, shoes, miscellaneous items, etc. So the way we worked with these was that um, I had this idea just like come to me. It wasn't like uh, something that I've been planning for a while. Just an idea that came to me that what, how effective would it be to work with neighbors? So then I was like, I don't want to tell my entire team about it first. If it's like, I don't want to waste anyone's time. I want to first see if it's really worth it and if it will make a difference because it's also a little bit of a risk because during COVID-19, you know, some parents of our uh, Me Too members maybe wouldn't feel as comfortable if they did all this neighbor work, et cetera, because everyone wants to be super safe. So I was like, let me try it first. Let me do a test run, et cetera. So then I posted on a community website called Nextdoor. I was like, hey, you know, we're, um, I'm from the Me Too Foundation. We're collecting excess waste. Kept it really short. And I received so many responses from just a bunch of people saying, we'll drop it off your house. Can you pick it up from our house? This is a, at least 40 in like, in like two days. It was crazy. So then I was like, you know what? I'm going to do this. Like this is, this is working out really well. So every day during lunch for a week, um, during, while my school had a lunch break, I would go do a bunch of runs. And like over the course of a few days, I did 15 runs and I had my entire really um, garage was full of excess items. And I was like, you know what? This is going to work. So so there were just so many benefits with working with neighbors. Like obviously all COVID uh, guidelines were followed and also all research was done to make sure that um, the virus isn't like transmitted through these items or anything like that. So 
we were all very cautious, but it was a, like a point of excitement because like, I was like so happy because COVID-19 is not gonna be a barrier in our growth. So then that's what I did. So we collected all this excess waste item. And then I introduced it to my team. I was like, hey, this is a great idea. Um, we have a, our neighborhood communities. It's so convenient for everyone. You can just pick it up and then just donate it. And then we, had, then we did the whole research of like finding free shipping organizations because we didn't have funds at the time. So find an organization that we can use free shipping or find local organizations. So it was just really, really great because thousands of items every week were going to so many organizations. Because really for me to you, it's like helping those who need it the most. So we worked with prisoners. We worked with veterans. We worked with abused women, worked with teenage mothers, just giving it to these communities that, you know, you often overlook. Sometimes, you know, Goodwill, Salvation Army, you might not overlook that because it's just so, it's just like so prevalent. It's near you, et cetera. These communities, they don't get tons of do donations every day. So we really centered our efforts there. So runs, that was like a big growth because honestly, if COVID-19 wasn't there, I don't think I would have went to the extent of working with all these neighbors. We were like content, we were content with working the libraries, et cetera. But I'm super glad in a way that this idea came from this period of time. And then in terms of our, I think our really our biggest growth, the, like the topping on the cake really was going international because that, that, that was something I never imagined when I started this organization, never would have ima imagined. And it just in a way restored my faith in humanity a little because sometimes as I said in the video, you, you feel a little alone when you're working in the environment because you're not given so much community support. You're often disregarded for your efforts sometimes because, you know, a lot of us are privileged enough that we don't feel the de deteriorating planet's impacts. So people don't take it seriously sometimes, but when you meet people across the world, across so many different con countries and continents, it, like, and you see them and I'm seeing they're as passionate as me and even more passionate, which inspires me a lot. So that, so that was really great. So it did take a while. I'm not gonna say it was easy to find over hundreds of environmentalists across 27 countries. It, throughout the summer, every day I was, um, social media has been the outlet of connecting with so many people, like do, sending direct messages to a bunch of people, lots of non-responses, lots of rejections, but at the end, it really worked out. And I was able to find so many people. So we went on Zoom calls, you know, to start their chapters. Because again, the whole premise of Me Too is how convenient it is. You don't have to be in a place that you can do it. You can just be where you live and it's within your neighborhood, within your community, that's it. And by changing these many communities, we're inevitably changing the world. So that was really great. Well, whether it be COVID-19 or not, this seems like a very successful foundation. And um, it just seems like you've grown a lot from the beginning. And I'm actually baffled by the fact that you are international. That's amazing. But what would you say your biggest achievement is with the Me Too You Foundation? And how do you plan to further create change? Yeah, so definitely going international was one of the biggest achievements, but my personal biggest achievement was really um, Me Too has done book drives, like that, that's been a huge effort of ours. So over the course of a few months um, in 2020, early 2020, this last school year, I was working extensively with my school's library director because so many books from our school, like, you know, are weeded out. We didn't know what to do with them. Like we could donate them to like, organizations, but there are organizations that aren't going to directly to an underserved community. So I talked to my library director. I'm like, you know what? I want to do something more than that. Can I possibly work with you? So it took a while. It took a bunch of months to find that perfect organization, but eventually we ended up donating 
over a thousand books to Malawi um, through the African Library Project, and that ended up helping 45,000 children. So that was the biggest achievement. I, I'm, I, I'm still so grateful for it. I still can't believe it that just 1,000 books, like it seems like a huge amount, but it doesn't seem like a amount that can help over 45,000 children and illiterate children as well. 1,000 books in itself is huge. And then the 45,000 just like was like a whoa. But the main reason why it's such a big achievement for me is not only the numbers, it's because how much time and effort that was put into it, but how beautiful it turned out in the end, because there's so many problems with funding, but our school was so generous enough to fund the shipment to Malawi, which I'm like very grateful to them for. And there's so many problems of like, where I felt like nothing's working out. No organization wants textbooks. They only want, you know, like fiction books, which are light to carry. There's so many problems with textbooks. You know, our textbooks are, are specific for a specific age level. They won't want that. So there are just so many boulders in those months of process, but just knowing that, wow, like that's how it paid off. I feel like that's the highlight of me too. Not only with this project, but with everything, that everything paid off. So now with that project, we're doing another book drive. And this time I'm collaborating with my school's green team, where we're creating a library in Kenya this time in February, we're sending a shipment off. And we're working with our school community. We've already collected over 300 books and we're working to reach 1000 by December break. So yeah, that sounds amazing. I hope that goes well. And I'm sure you'll reach your goal. But um, so a theme that I've seen throughout is that people and the involvement of people and volunteers, I think is a big part of making a project su successful. So why would you think, or why do you think that the community is such a necessary part of this organization and the environmental action in general? Yeah, for sure. Me to you would not be me to you without the community. And I can say that firsthand because I worked on me to you for several months and I was the only one working on it. And it, it was not what it is, it, what it is now. I was only able to make minimal change, just collecting um, maybe 60 pounds of bread every week, donating it, that's it. It wasn't something crazy. It was, it was an impact for sure. But my, like, my thought process is individuals can change communities, but communities can change the world. I was just changing one community. But when I joined with all these individuals that are changing their respective communities and then their members of their community are joining in, that's what's changing the world. Because yes, it was great. You know, I am so proud of myself for starting this idea, you know, starting with the runs, but you see the level of difference now and you see the level of difference previously. And I owe all that to the community. No, I take nothing of that credit because doing all these 45, like uh, collecting thousands of books of 45,000 children, Me Too, Oregon's massive, massive shoe drives and everything, all of this is not something that can do with one person. And it comes to the basic fact that the environmental, the environment is not one person's job. It's all a shared home. Everyone has to pitch in. And that's why I, I'm super happy because like when everyone joins in, it influences more people to join in. And that's what we're getting to because in the whole, a big purpose of me to use environmental awareness. You see how much waste is being collected. We have a blog that documents every single run and every single collection. So you see all of that. And it's just the premise that, yes, you may not be directly impacted yet, but it's still your home. You take care of your children. You take care of your physical homes. Why can't we take care of our earth, our real home? So yeah. Individuals can change communities, but communities can change the world. I know I will definitely be taking that quote away with me from this 
uh, podcast. I hope the viewers will as well. It was great talking to you, Sachi. You can contact and connect with me to you on their various social media platforms, including their email, which is theme2ufoundation at gmail.com, their Instagram handle, which is at me2ufoundation, and their website, me2ufoundation.org. We will also be attaching this contact in our YouTube description of the podcast in case anyone has further inquiries or wants to get involved. This cause is so extremely important and the environment is something so many people tend to neglect. Thank you, Sachi, for reminding us why environmental activism is so important. We really appreciate you coming out and talking. If you have any general questions about the What Cause Inspires You podcast series, or if you're interested in applying as a student or expert speaker, or even if you want to volunteer, email aliciagupta2020 at gmail.com or info at humanityrising.org. Be sure to follow our Instagram and Facebook pages to stay updated on our scholarship opportunities, future podcasts and events. These handles are at humanity.rising and at what cause inspires you. Thank you all for attending and we hope to see you again next week.